Welcome to Pod for Teacher. I'm Aaron Fitzpatrick. I'm Nate Langelli. And I'm Kristen Milanovich. Since you last heard from us in May, a lot has changed. While we're back Ooh. in our building, our cubbyhole pod studio is not large enough to allow us to practice safe social distancing. Hence, we're several miles closer together than we were when we last spoke to you, albeit it's still going to be via Google Meet uh, for the time being. That, uh, and it seems that our studio has been commandeered by another displaced staff member, but starting a turf war is no way to kick off season four of uh, season four, folks. Season four. So let's do it this way instead. Nate and Kristen, how did you spend your summer? Well, I like to think that every day is summer in my head, so it's hard for me to distinguish between the two. But no, we, we had a lot of time. As you're, as you're well aware, we do have a hot tub at the Langelli residence. And we, that was a big a big star of one of the episodes. And uh, it, it got a lot of use over the summertime. Uh, we did go to the beach once and we were safe. We had a house and we quarantined afterwards. We followed protocol in case anybody is all you know nervous about that. But yeah, we went to the Outer Banks for a week, had a fun time, and just spent a lot of family time together. You know, walking around the neighborhood, kicking kittens. No, we don't kick kittens. That's Fitzpatrick's wheelhouse there um but now just living life so that's what we did k mills well yes i mean a lot did i transpire this summer we played a lot of golf outside golf once golf opened up which was outstanding um as you know my uncle owns a driving range right shameless plug ironwood golf center in um in uh center township and so we would go there and have our lessons and then we played at various courses throughout so we really no vacations we did we were allowed to go to buffalo one time to visit my parents uh so that was great and uh other than that we stayed close to home okay so uh in my defense i have never intentionally or to my knowledge at all i, I kicked a kitten a cat or, or any sort of animal um so just got to step up there and, and and kind of defend myself but um i suppose what what is that yeah yeah there's definitely no kicking of animals no no i i uh my my general allergy slash mutual disdain of, of anything of the feline persuasion um has not led me to uh to stoop to those lows those those depths just right. yet and, and i don't plan to so but um as far as my summer is concerned uh, i got um, sitting around, it, it's a wonder uh, what sitting around and looking around at things around your house will do for your productivity Productivity in terms of um, do, doing home improvement projects. So I, I did lots of outside work, inside work, things that I uh, just was never home enough to really notice that they needed done or, or that I ever thought that I would get to to begin with. Um, but um, I, I, I didn't completely shut the book on school. As, as we know, it's a, that's a pet peeve of ours. <laughs> you know, we had a whole episode on it a couple of seasons ago, but um, I did get a chance to work with um, some some folks at Point Park University and the, uh, the fellow, my fellow board members of the PSPA to, to host a summer journalism workshop for advisors across the state. And then um, just a towards the end of the summer or whatever the, the the pspa board voted me as their vice president because um because i missed that meeting and uh and that was my punishment <laughs> do you get social do you get um secret service detail for having that position are you bodyguarded up you know i'm looking into it um i i i, I kid about the, the punishment part i'm, I'm, I'm to serve as the vice president but I, I truly missed the meeting when they made the vote so that was real that part was true um but i digress 
I'm not to sound like I wasn't listening. So I was listening to your story, but the one piece that really stuck out to me is that you say productivity, and I think I might lean more towards productivity in the pronunciation of the word. And I don't know if anybody really cares. So that's just what stood out to me. Tomato, tomato, Langelli, Lagnelli, you know. Yeah, yeah it's all words. Um, well, anyway, for our bell ringer, ding. For starters, this year we don't have any bells due to our students all being virtual for the time being. So, but in all seriousness, this is the craziest start. I'm going to use some hyperbole, you know, the craziest start to a school year. I think that we've all been a part of at least. Uh, there's been so much uncertainty, so many opinions on what schools should, shouldn't do. Uh, you could say maybe it's been a tad overwhelming, not just for parents and teachers, but students, administrators, all that stuff. Uh, this is also the first time the school year started off without the usual amount of ex excitement and anticipation that wasn't there this year is a little different. So that's that's our, our background. That's where we're starting. I know. I, I, I agree. It's it's really been a different start to the school year. So with with that being said, like, how are you guys holding up? Right. How's the transition to current life in the classroom as we know it? Like, is it is it gone or is this the new normal, quote unquote? We'll discuss that, plus have a little extra fun on the side because uh, we all need fun and we all like fun. So we'll get right to it after this word from Destiny's Child. Welcome back. Since starting a school year during a pandemic is uncharted territory, we don't have your traditional research concerning it, but, but we do have some tips, advice, and our own personal testimonies to share. So if that doesn't get you excited, then you can just turn us off right now. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, my wife still doesn't listen. Sorry, Amy. Uh, PSEA's latest publication of Voice Magazine shared some tips for this year entitled Online Instruction Guide getting caught up to speed in a virtual teaching landscape. In it, they offer eight tips that may be beneficial as we navigate teaching and learning this school year. Hey, hey, Ron, why don't you kick things off for us, sir? Yes, so I'll, I'll take the first couple here. Um, first thing, and we, I think we talked about this in the spring a little bit, keep it simple. Um, learning new stuff is hard, especially when you're trying to learn it from home or uh, in a virtual setting with all the distractions that are inherent in those situations, including internet connectivity and the like. Um, now is not the time to be overly ambitious. Um, fostering self-direction in students is more important now than ever. So encouraging that uh, might be a little bit more important than kind of just letting them uh, fill in the blanks. Keep plans, instructions, links, and resources as short and simple as possible. And remember, consistency is key. Once you choose a method, stick with it. Um, the second thing that they came up with was uh, organize a central communication hub. I, mean, I think most of us here are using Google Classroom, but some use their own websites. I used to uh, have managed my own website before Edmodo and Google Classroom, but then um, kind of shifted gears once I, I, I moved in that direction. But Kristen, I know you use a website. What's your experience been with that to this point? Yeah, I created uh, my first Google site this year for my classroom because I felt as if um, with Google Classroom, I was missing like a general landing page where I could put some info 
um, for everyone. And I didn't want to overwhelm the Google Classroom streams. So I've shared some things on there, including, um, you know, just like a little welcome video from me when the year first started. Uh, also how to join the Google Meet initially, because it was one of the first things that was uh, available when um, we first, you know, came online. But for example, like uh, Mr. Kelm put out that he needs students to log into their Naviance accounts. So I actually shared his video to my website and then I just reposted the link to my website in my classroom. So I've liked it. I, I'm actually curious to know. I don't know how many students are going to it unless I draw their attention there. But that, that was kind of its purpose, like a new place for me to to post stuff. Sure. I was to say, do you want me to go to your website? You can send me the information and I can I can check that out oh, for I you. Sure you would. That would be excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. That is perfect. Peer review. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, Kristen has has become so so adept at, at making these these Google sites or whatever that she she became our kind of our point person when we did the same thing for our senior project. And then I don't think she stopped there. I think there's one out there that tells her daughter what chore she has to do and what what yeah. for that week. Like she is just crushing these Google sites. Like, I was like Google sites for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay. anyway. I, I think it's safe to say that there is no one size fits all approach, as you can tell just by our just brief conversation there. But the key seems to be that whatever you decide to choose or use, um, do it consistently. Um, last one I have was focus on uh, community building first. So the importance of social emotional learning is even more critical in the digital environment. Remember to take time to really connect with your students before jumping right into the curriculum. Give them a gentle on ramp to get comfortable with you, the technology, and with each other. Um, that's going to pay dividends in the end. It's all about building rapport. And it's not just relationships with students. You also need to build peer-to-peer -peer relationships. Um, you might want to look for online communities you can join to feel connected to a larger mission. So while it's important to take a break from the screens from time to time, and the conversations surrounding virtual learning can feel all-encompassing at times, I can speak from experience when I say that this can actually help as uh, long as you consume it in a way where it can serve as professional development or outreach or something like that. Although I've admittedly long since tired of Facebook and the constant stream of unfettered misinformation that's casually shared by peripheral friends and family members I haven't seen in years, over the past few months, they've been replaced in my feed, thanks to the godsend that is the mute button, right? By posts in new groups that I've joined for publication advisors. And I have to say, it's cut back on my doom scrolling and has provided me with some great ideas that I've been able to bring to, into my classes. So. Uh, Chris, have you found anything similar on your end, or do you prefer the the doom scrolling? I, I don't. I don't prefer the doom scrolling, but um, I similarly like one of the things that I I've really struggled with is attempting to make. Um, I I really enjoy the um, connection that I make with students here at Freedom, and the making it personal aspect of things is something that has been a challenge. And obviously for everyone who's in the virtual environment, that is always a challenge because human connection, human interaction, and, and just building that rapport can be very difficult. Um, so the first week or so, uh, what I had tried to do with my students is set up a meet the teacher and with a Google sheet, everybody signed up for like a five minute time slot. And so there was no school that day, right? There was no classwork. It was just, you sign up, show up at your five minute, time slot and 
I gave them a list of questions and they met with me and it, it was, it was great. At least I, I knew, you know, a little bit more about them, things that they were involved with here in school. Um, from that point, what I've tried to do, I feel like that has helped me, um, like catapult to the next thing that I think's relatively important is, is the way I'm still communicating with the students, right? We're, we're obviously not necessarily having meet the teachers every day, but I'm communicating through email that that expectation has been clear that they need to be checking their email. I've showed them how to start a Google chat with me in the event that they need some help um, quickly. It comes directly to my phone and sometimes that pops up, that notification will pop up a little bit quicker. Um, but having that type of communication between the two of us, you know, the students and the teachers, I think is really important, especially during this time. And even knowing when they can be, I don't know if they're stuck or if they need help or something along those lines. I mean, I've always made myself available beyond school hours. And obviously this way I do too. Um, the other thing I think that is important to discuss is thinking asynchronously versus synchronously and how that communication works. Um, so this it's a simple distinct, distinction, but it guides a lot of how you communicate with the students. Um, including the videos that you could utilize Screencastify with and still teach live and then reference the videos after the fact. Obviously, we're filming ourselves, you know, we're recording our lessons, which is good. But sometimes like the recording, if, if you're, you know, the student's not there hearing or listening or they maybe I had one student say, oh, my gosh, Mrs. Milanovich, the recording from the class I missed was 37 minutes. And I was like, what? No, it wasn't. And I was like, but I never, I didn't realize that I didn't hit stop until it was 37 minutes in. And really the part the student needed to see was only the first 17 minutes, right? With the actual instruction. So that kind of stuff is something that I think we're all going through. Um, but I've had pretty decent attendance, you know, and, and I'm not certain uh, how you, you guys have done like with that, with, with attendance in class, but just... I try and keep that mode in balance. And I think those who attend respect the fact that I say, hey, listen, I, I forgot to record. I need to back up and, and, and repeat a few things for those who are absent today because I don't want anyone to be alienated, right? Nate, what do you I, think? I think you're trying to shame us by saying that you're just a better teacher and people tune into your lessons uh, and that they don't. Uh, I, I mean, I tell some funny jokes. Um, <laughs> and, and then when I tell those jokes to like profile, pick, you know, like it's it's funny. I, I do have some fun jokes. No, I, I, I can't complain. I've had a decent turnout as well. Um, but I agree with you. Those those different those little things to try and get kids connected. Um, another tip that they have is says to focus on quality and not quantity. And it says online learning is not the place to cover everything. Now is the time to trim the excess fat from our lesson plans and think about what's absolutely essential for students to know before moving on. I love slow that. down, slow down. I like to slow down. I can, I can chill, man. I can chill, slow down and ensure everyone is really absorbing the material. This is another reminder to focus on making personal connections with each student. I think it's a good reminder sometimes in the typical normal, day-to-day, year-to-year operations, like, oh, I got to do this, 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 but it's like, hey, just take a step back, relax, let it sink in, um, and move on from there. So I think that was a good tip there. Uh, and the last one that they give us, the eighth one says, aim for creative original projects. This one serves multiple purposes. In addition to being a more engaging way to work, 
Creating something puts the onus, I like that word, onus, of learning back onto the student. It's also a sad fact that online learning makes cheating easier. What? One good solution is to encourage students to make things, art projects, videos, multimedia presentations, whatever. So they're absorbing information in a stimulating way that automatically discourages shortcuts. Now that might be a little biased, I'm not sure. It automatically discourages shortcuts and automatically stimulates, but I, I agree overall, this idea of creative original projects. And I would just say of the eight steps, this first month in, I think that might be the hardest one for me right now, trying to, because a lot of the projects and creativity centered around actually being around people and having people work one with another. It wasn't all like digital stuff, you know, like right. doing things, being groups, maybe even making videos together or creating a physical, whatever, a physical document or physical artifact. Like, so that piece has been, I mean, I'm working with it, but that, I think of the eight, for me, that's been the one I've been, you know, I don't know if you want to say challenged with the most, but that's what I've been working on more so. Um, but I think overall, while these may seem general, I think the overall umbrella is this idea of let's just slow down, make connections, be personal, be consistent. And I think showing that like, we're all in this together, you know, it's not because there's enough tension. There's enough tension right now at the beginning of the year that we don't need to be you know, getting on each other's nerves and working like we're, we're working together. So what do you guys think overall on these? And we kind of shared a little bit, but thoughts on these tips that they put forth here. And I, I agree with what you're saying. I do think that, you know, the slowing down and, and making those connections with students is very important. And I, the feedback, I've, I've been trying to put uh, surveys out. Like I did one, um, you know, two weeks in, I intend to do one at the start of next week also, like, right, progress report time. And I, my questions were like, how's this working for you? Right. And the, they were like, the teacher needs to give us more breaks, like disagree all the way to strongly agree. Right. And and so but I gave all these questions that were like, you know, do you like that I'm engaging with you? Yes or no? Because, I, you know, do you like that? I'm trying to, to do this. How do you feel with the project that we've started? Do you feel lost? You know, whatever. And and getting that feedback from students via survey. I feel like sometimes I, I'm, I'm getting more of an authentic answer versus trying to call it out, you know, personally. And that is actually one of the ways where I feel like I've been a little bit more creative because I, I had never done that before. I've never taken a survey of how things are going in my actual class because I can typically just walk around and, and check in, you know. So that's also something, too. I think the way we approach it also needs to be creative. Absolutely. And I think the uh, one, one conversation that, that I know that we've had here over the past few weeks centers around the, the challenges that seem to be kind of across the board that, we, that we've, we've heard from our students that, that they've been going through this. And, and some of them were predictable, right? I mean, like they're just in changing the, the mode by which these students are learning and that we're presenting them with uh, this, this new information. Um, it, it's it's obvious that there were going to be difficulties along the way. These are the most common that that I think we've kind of uh, we fleshed out in, in some of those conversations with students and and with each other. Um, but a lot of students experience uh, feelings of isolation, um, especially students who are at home while their parents are working. Maybe like you know maybe they don't have siblings that are around or whatever, and you're literally sitting at home, uh, maybe in your room um, for hours and hours on. And with, I mean, the only human interaction that you're getting is through a screen and, um, and it's limited at that, uh, which we'll get into, um, a little bit later here. Um, a lack of support or at least, a at least the perception of a lack of support, um, 
I know that we were used to, and I think most teachers are probably used to just being like when you're a physical presence in the building and somebody needs your help, um, they're used to being able to come visit your room, you know, like during your planning period, or maybe they, you know, they interrupt the class for a second to ask you a question or whatever. Some of those things we were, you know, we're just so used to at all times. Um, I mean, the best they can do now is outside of your class time and maybe send you an email. And then knowing that you're going to be online all day long, um, if they don't happen to hit that email uh, around the time of your planning period, you might, it might be a lot longer before you get to help them than it would have been otherwise, like in a normal environment. And the kind of help that you're able to offer still looks a lot different than, you know, if you're going to email them back a response, um, than it would be if you're able to kind of sit them down and talk with them about what's going on. Uh, I think no surprise here, but tech issues, um, we, you know, we live in, we uh, teach in a district where uh, we have all kinds of different um, like geographical uh, constraints that kind of maybe impact um, some of students' internet issues and things like that. So connectivity can be a problem from time to time. Um, where I think sometimes that's a problem when, you know, when you're in class or a student is in class or whatever, and they're kind of taking it easy that day, maybe. Uh, and it's way easy to tell, you know, but now it's like, uh, you know, somebody has a tech issue. We're inclined to believe them, you know, like we, we want to be flexible and understanding and things like that. And, and certainly we, we have been, but, um, you know, uh, a tech issue kind of gets in the way and we have to kind of understand that that happens. And there's really no way of knowing whether they're actually having tech issues or, you know, maybe just kind of, uh, cashed it in for the day. Are you trying to imply that we may be lied to from time to time? Is that what you're trying to imply there? I know that's never happened in the history of education. But right. Oh, come on. You know, right. Not at all. <laughs> right. Hey, okay. I, I agree, though. Right? It is tough. Yeah. Um, motivation, obviously, is another one as well. Because, you know, I mean, I, I, I had a conversation with a couple of students this morning that, you know, they said, well, you know, I've, I've been... Um, <laughs> you know, going to class or staying in my bed and I'm like, I jump on the call on my phone. I keep my camera off. I keep my microphone off or whatever, you know? And so it's like, it's, it's slow going for me in the morning. And I said, have you tried, you know, taking a shower and maybe sitting at a desk or, you know, take, going outside or something like that? I said, you'd be surprised at how, how much of a difference that might just play. Like you don't feel like doing it because your bed is super comfortable, right? I'm sure it is minus, <laughs> uh, but it's also one of those things where, um, you know, it's, to me, it's like the same kind of uh, advice you give somebody like when they're interviewing for a job and they're doing a, a, a phone interview. Well, but the interviewer can't see you over the phone. So why do they recommend that you dress up professionally even though you're taking that call? Well, it's, you don't even realize it, but it's kind of instilled in you that you act and behave more professionally whenever you dress the part. So it's sort of the same kind of thing. So I'd say that's probably part of what uh, could maybe help with the motivation issues, but it's certainly not a surprise that we've been in this situation since March. Um, you know, that this is, this is become, I hate to use like all the buzzwords, but maybe this has become the new normal. Um, but whenever, like, as it drags on from time to time, it's, it's hard sometimes. And it's not just for students. It's hard for us sometimes as well to, to get up on that same level. Whenever you mentioned taking a shower, why were you looking directly at me through the camera fits? What were you? Hmm? What? This is this is another one of those things. I mean, like I assume you're clean. I mean, your I know your hair has got his has has taken on your hair. I I mean, wow. I, 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 into I, my I, eyes, 
my wife wants me to get it cut. It's been since Valentine's Day. Yeah, that was I, cool. I think it might be time. I, you know, I own clippers. I, I would be very happy to come to your front porch uh -huh. and cut your hair. Well, my wife's offered the same thing. It's just I'm being so I'm what being lazy. Hold on. Just sheer laziness. I have no. I have no. Uh, I'm, Are I'm you not. Need some motivation. I'm not taking a stand. This is not like I'm not cutting my hair until this or this happens. I'm not out there doing that. You know, it's, I, I don't know. So, I mean, I, full disclosure, I think I, the only reason I decided to ask you what, uh, what you both did over the summer is because I, I really was, I really believe Nate was going to say that he moved to the coast and took up surfing uh, was, was one of the reasons. And then the other, and, and, but cause I was going to say, it's like 30, 35 years old is too young to be at midlife crisis level right now. Oh. There's no crisis. There's no, I'm in like total Zen right now, man. This is my, this is my dream. I, I, I could be wearing flip flops, shorts and a, and a tank all day, man. Wearing, I even have my hat on backwards as we're doing this meeting. You can't see it, but that's, that's the mode I'm in 24 seven. Anyway. I, you digress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> hard, hard segue here because there's really, no, there's really no way to come back from that. Let's right. Right. So, so yes, teachers also have challenges, right? Mm, and that, that is not definitely not, obviously not Nate, <laughs> but some of our things, I mean, obviously I know for myself, I'm coming to my classroom, I'm teaching in my, from my classroom and I don't see anyone all day long. Like no one. Right. So I walk in and I, you know, obviously if I need to go to the restroom or something, but I don't see other humans in this building, which is really strange. Um, so then I log into my class and I don't see, no one will turn a camera on. Right. So all of the students profile pictures are aware. They're just there. And I'm just like, okay, so I'm telling jokes and I'm being, you know, like Kristen is, and there's no no engagement, right? I have no idea if they're hearing me, no idea if they're laughing, no idea if they're and you know, obviously at some point you can I felt a little bit of frustration and I not because of them, like I understand connectivity issues. If you turn your camera on, if you turn your mic on, all of that kind of stuff can lag, right? So if they keep it off, sometimes it'll work. And obviously I want them to see what I'm presenting and teaching. But it's certainly a struggle. Have you experienced that? Oh, I mean, I, I think that is the number one, one, the number one thing that I every day when I kind of end my day and I kind of reflect on the what the day that was. I, I think back to, you know, like one, it, it is jarring to walk into a place where there's so much bustle, like on the regular, it, that that is so quiet. Like there's, you know, you're looking at the empty desks from from your desk, which you don't yeah. usually get to spend a whole lot of time back behind, you know, on a, on the regular basis. And then you're looking around and it's empty and it's quiet. And it, like, so it, there there can be some isolation, I think, from the teacher's perspective too. But I think from the teacher's perspective, the isolation maybe you know it's not just because we're in an empty room. You know, it's like that. Yeah, it's maybe that's a different thing than, you know, a student being at home alone all day or whatever, trying to trying to learn. To me, some of that isolation is we, to be successful, have to keep the energy level up and be as engaging as possible. And man, is that hard whenever you're looking at a screen of icons and muted microphones and you can't even get the feedback as simple as like a facial expression. Right. You know, in class, you might have some silent kids that don't want to engage or whatever but you can see if they are listening to what you're saying 
um, you can see the way that they kind of uh, respond to what you're saying and, and roll their eyes at me, right? Like they're I got a good joke, Mrs. Milanovic. Right. right. Yeah. It's like they're not even rolling their eyes at us, which we you know we we thrive on as you know. I do. I do. <laughs> but. Um, you know, c communicating with them is difficult. I mean, I, I did see, I, I laughed at this, but I, I, I did see a meme recently that somebody said that their uh, virtual classes are similar to seances. It's yeah. like, Mark, are you here? Mark, answer me if you're, if you're here with us. Um, and and that, that, hit home, that hit close to home. I mean, it's, it's very much like that. And you're like, oh, you know, there's a, there's a lot longer response time that you need to give in an online environment. But how long? <laughs> because you know, you'll ask that question, then you sit there and you're like, I can I can I'm awkward. I can I can make yeah, this I can I, have I, this awkward I, train as long as you let <laughs> I'm also very awkward. And in preparing for this um pod today, I did some research, although I'm not so I don't see um I can't recall my source, but it was and I, I <laughs> that sounds that sounds very reliable. That, that, that's that's awesome, top notch. But um uh, it was about like um, strategies for students who turn their cameras off. So I started employing those like the end of last week through this week. And the first things first is gauging their mental state, which was pretty helpful. And, 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 and utilizing the chat feature, which I tried to do today. So by saying like, all right, how's everybody doing? One is great. Five is terrible. Like, you know, if you fall somewhere in the middle, show me where you are. And then that's even the way that I'm like almost taking attendance too, because I'm going through and sure, I'm awkward, like going through like, uh, did you respond? Did you respond? But at the same point, they're just getting, you know, on, on track with it. So I really like doing that. Like, I, again, I just started that, but I thought that was pretty good. And um, I'm pretty, the other thing is I'm, I'm pretty honest with them. Like I joked today just about like, I understand why people who are in solitary confinement go crazy because it's like you're talking and there's no response whatsoever. Like they're not even un undoing the thing. So as I try, I try and be very funny clearly and um, direct, open and honest. Uh, and then when they ask me questions about anything that's currently happening with the school or school board meetings or whatever it might be, I, I try and tell them like how to be very honest and and I am honest about what what I'm learning and what they're learning because I know that they want to be here and I know that you know seeing them here would would certainly change change the day and um, it's something that we need to really all work together with that vulnerability. Um, I also used the chat feature today a little bit when I was asking some like closed ended yes or no type questions. And so that worked out pretty well. Um, previously, what I had done is I when I was showing a new website or showing a new design tool, I'd say, OK, when your screen looks like mine, flip your camera on. And I didn't realize that we could be taking the bandwidth of those students. And again, it's going on. I don't need to see their faces. I was like, let me see your ceiling show me out the window show me the floor i don't it doesn't matter but today i said all right when you're there just type one in the chat and so then i would type in the chat when your screen looks like mine one equals yes and that seemed to really work so i think um understanding we're all struggling understanding we're all trying to get back to a place of normalcy or be able to work um under new conditions i think is really important and I know for myself, I, I'm anxious to have students back. I mean, 
I'm, I'm struggling from like the guys are seeing me, like I'm struggling from daily headaches. And I think the computer has a lot to do with it. And um, I'm certainly not used to being in front of this screen all day long. And, and I think it's having an impact um, there as well. So. Yeah, I, I agree with all your points there. Um, that for me, I don't know, I feel almost more pressure in terms of like when kids were in the building, they're almost trapped in your room. Like I find it harder to be a teacher now to keep them more engaged. I find it more, I don't know if draining is the right word or whatever it is. It's just a bigger responsibility like for kids to actually be engaged and care about your class before they had to walk into your classroom that was mandated. So maybe they were there, they were hearing it, but that's for them not to like tune you out and be having like listening. Maybe they're even in another room, right? They could be logged in. But for them to actually want to be engaged, like that's a lot of pressure, not pressure, but it's just a lot of responsibility um, on teachers and stuff. Well, and you know, the interesting thing that I've tried to do with that is so like I've never had um, first draft, second draft, final draft, like for design projects. I've never done that. But like students will submit their first draft to me. And like based off of that draft, I'd be like, all right, I know who needs a little bit more help than these groups. So like, I've been very flexible and I'm like, all right, like you five, like you're on track, you're good. You can sign off like, um, and, and you're done. You can, and they're working on their second draft, obviously. But once I have those students leave the meet, then I'm left with the students that still need, um, their own time with me. And then I give them actual time slots and I'm like, all right, like, you know, Nate, you're looking good. I need you to come back at 325. Aaron, I, I only need five minutes with Nate. I need you at 3.30. And so then they all leave. So I'm giving a lot of flexibility in that sense. And I feel like that's helpful to me as well. Yeah, I like that idea. And I also, you, you mentioned being honest. Maybe I'm being a little too honest with my like silliness to do. Sometimes just to engage and make them laugh. The other, I don't know, our administrators might listen, board member, that's okay. One day I asked somebody, what, would you judge me if I started picking my nose on camera? Like those sort of questions, you know, like just right. to try and get, the, yeah. try and get them to laugh, you know? Yeah. Now, some, now some people would say no judgment, other people like maybe a little bit, you know, depend, yeah. not, just to clarify, I'm not a nose picker in case anybody, you know, <laughs> is out there wondering. But just being, just trying to build that rapport, trying to build those, like, trying to break down, just make it a fun time, not just fun because of school being fun, but just more, okay, this is the way it is. And in this time, we're actually going to want to be there. We're building these relationships because that'll help them want to engage more uh, and want to learn more and all those sort of things. So um, I, a whole other episode, I mean, Kristen, you know this too, being a parent and having a student go through this pandemic, that's a whole other ballgame. We don't have time to even talk about all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so I think you, you hit the nail on the head saying that we're all struggling and uh, the idea that we need to understand that. And so just try and give a, you know, a little bit more understanding, a little bit more leeway. Not that we don't have expectations, because yes, we have expectations. Yes, we have, but trying to be accommodating the best we can be and, and go forward from there. So I think all those are, are wonderful tools. Some things that we, you know, we're just learning on the fly. It's been about a month into it. I know some things have worked fairly well for me. Other things like, okay, I need to tweak this, you know, going forward. And it's just an adjustment time, you know? Good points. Uh, with that time to reflect too, I think, uh, I, I, we'd really be remiss not to acknowledge some of the people that make what we do possible. I mean, like, I, it, it's so easy to just get down in, in, in the dumps whenever, you know, like things seem to be the same every day and, you know, and like, we, we want the kids to be here, but safe. And, you know, we want things to return to normal as soon as possible. But um, the fact that we're able to do what we do every day still um, despite those, those limitations is pretty incredible. But um, I think it's pretty obvious that, 
there's no possible way that we could have done any of this without the help of, of some other truly amazing people. And I, and, and let alone, you know, families and students and other teachers and administrators. I'm talking about the like the the unsung heroes probably of the of our districts that, that really make that possible. Like think about the work that your custodial and maintenance staff have done and are doing. Amazing. Round of applause. Um, yeah, the cafeteria staff, you know, like they're, they're are ours here, you know, loading up the school vans with meals to take to sites to, to it's get amazing. Amazing. And they've been doing that since the spring. It's just it's just taken on a look this this semester as well. Um, the administrative assistants, like all of the different things that they they have to do to make uh, to make our lives possible, and and to to work with students and families on the other end as well. And um, last and certainly not least, um, the IT department. Like think about uh, everything we do is IT now. You know, even the even teachers. Even Uncle Griff, who, who you know, who had probably hadn't even opened a computer since 1996. Oh, <laughs> Uncle Griff. Now, he, to be fair, he used his laptop to project onto a huge screen that he put in his room. So, wow. <laughs> true. No, he 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 has been a trendsetter as of late. I um, mostly this is sort of like we do with Brad every once in a while. I uh, I just want to see if he's listening. He'll he'll reference this. <laughs> It's a little test for Griff, but but again, thank you, thank you so much. So yeah, thank you. I, I thank you. Um, we, we we truly could not do what we do without you. And I want to know what the clap sounds like coming through the speaker, like Kristen was doing. I hope it comes across very genuine. Yes. A little bit of golf clap. We'll be right back after this. The views and opinions expressed on Pod for Teacher are solely those of the authors and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Freedom Area High School or the Freedom Area School District. Any account of this podcast without the written consent of the teacher from the Muppet Babies is strictly prohibited. Welcome back and welcome to a new segment which may or may not ever come back that we affectionately call Final Exam. Here, we will be combining elements of Final Jeopardy and name that tune, two classic games that people love to play. Time out. Name that tune, like Aaron's into music. It's not. Is this going to be unfair? Well, unfair to Aaron because, well, you're just a superior contestant automatically. Um, Perfect. name, (laughs) Name that tune a little different. Here we go. If we get sued by these other games, I apologize. In it, in our game here, final exam, our wonderful contestants, A.A. Ron, K. Mills, they're going to hear an audio clip from a popular movie centered around school. They will each write down their answers. They will be awarded points for each correct answer. Didn't you feel the excitement building? And then for the final clip, they will be allowed to wager as many of their points as they so desire. So if our contestants understand, let's play final exam. Let's do it. I understand. All right. <clears throat> uh, we'll keep it simple. For the first four, four clips, we're going to do five clips. For the first four, each one will be worth 100 points. Are you ready? You don't lose any points. You just don't gain any if you get it wrong. Let's, let's play this first one here. You just write down your answer, and then we'll go over it when you're done. Here it is. Adams. Here. Adam Lee. Here. Adamowski. Adamson. Here. Adler. Here. Anderson. Anderson. Here. I know it. 
Okay, so let's see your responses. For 100 points, ah, Ferris Bueller's day off. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, maybe I'm going to keep my own official scoreboard here. Okay. All right. 100 points. Are you guys ready for the next movie clip? Yes. Bring it. Okay. Shut up. Shut up. I didn't say anything. Homeschooled. That's really interesting. Thanks. You're like really pretty. Thank you. So you agree? What? You think you're really pretty? Oh, I don't know. All right. Do we have Do we have an answer here? Oh, they both get Mean Girls. Mean girl. Another hundred points. <laughs> oh, what a what a ball game here! What a ball game! All right. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. All right. What are we having? Uh, this is your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? Soup. I can read. P, B, and J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. This is totally my will. Rogers? No, Mr. Johnson. Okay. Don't don't show Aaron yet. Oh, he He doesn't know. He's, are you you Googling this? Oh, come on. Struggle. He got it. He had his I, phone on his lap. He had his phone on his lap. No, I, my phone's over here. I, full disclosure, I've never, uh, I've never actually watched the Breakfast Club the whole way through. But I was like, <laughs> as soon, what, no, I haven't. Uh, I don't know. So I, I only know, uh, I only know like certain references or whatever. That was not a part that I was familiar with. But I'm like, it has to be from the '80s, and it's probably Breakfast Club. <laughs> wow, well, nice deduction. Nice deduction. <laughs> yeah. Are we ready for number four? Yes. Here it is. Don't tell me you guys have never gotten the lead out. Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, ring any bells. What about Sabbath? ACDC. Motorhead. Oh, what are they teaching this place? Oh, I can't think of the name of the movie. I can see it. Do I get partial credit? Because I can't. We'll have, we'll have to. We'll have to see the response first and let the judges decide on that one. Oh man! I mean, I know everything about it. Why can't I think of it? Oh, J.K. J.K. You can look at the smirk look on Fitz's face. He's I know. Like, That's what, like, come on. Got it. Let's see it. Let's. Okay, you're. Oh, there. Oh, that's the smirk look, right? <laughs> those are, those are I love the drawing there, Fitz. Yeah. School Rock had to draw the horns with it. That's you know? it. I'm like, I can't think of the name. That one was my wow. one. <laughs> now, for the final one here, this is where you guys have to decide how many, you need to write down how many of your points you are wagering. All of them. Fine. You're just saying it out loud. You're not writing it down. You're breaking final exam protocol. Let's go all in on that. All in. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Last clip. 
Come on. You hear me? Sit down. Sit down. This is your final warning, Anderson. Okay. Nice. We got uh, it. Oh, a tie game. Beautiful. Now, I feel like a tiebreaker is necessary, right? But I'm not certain if we were prepared. I think if Nate can guess ours, right, then it'll go from there. What do you think? Tiebreaker? Well, I'm thinking um, tiebreaker could be like us finding a movie and playing it for you. And if you guess my movie, right, then I lose. Then you lose I if lose. I guess your movie. We, and can do, we can do whatever you want to do. Or you, you can be happy with the tie. Or, or we can be happy with the tie. <laughs> I mean, there are other harder movies I could pick. Right? I wanted to start us off. You know, I wanted to actually, it. like, a, like a good teacher. I wanted to build people up so later on I can tear you down. I like it. I like that. Had <laughs> school references, right? Very yeah. good movies. You know, I, I was, I was, uh, I was kind of waiting on uh, Stand and Deliver. I was waiting on Lean on Me. I was waiting on Summer School with Mark Harmon. That's what I was waiting. Oh, that so is old school. So your wheelhouse would have been like a fast times at Ridgemont High. You wanted summer school, sticking okay, with well, I'm, the, I'm the oldest of the three here. I should, I should have thrown in like I should have thrown six. I should have thrown sixteen candles in there. Right. I mean, well, I love this game. This is tons of fun. So I, I say the segment continues. Kristen, what about uh, what about rock and roll high school? Have you ever oh, seen that? Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> now listen. So not a movie. But there was like a television show called Degrassi High. Do you remember that? The name uh, sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. My gosh. It was on like, I don't know, BBC or something. Like, you know, just total. It was funny. But, but I challenge either of you to find a movie centered around school better than Teen Wolf. All right. No. You <laughs> that was my favorite. I loved Michael J. Fox in that movie. Loved him. <laughs> All right. Well, I thank you. I assume you're referencing that and not the remake. The, oh, there's a remake? I forget all about that. No, no, no. The OG original. Well, thank you so much for playing. You guys are such wonderful contestants. Well, thanks for, uh, for organizing that fun game. As, as, a, as a parting gift, I can leave some hand sanitizer on your doorknobs as I walk around, perhaps. Great. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> but, wipes, do you have any of those or Lysol? Uh, I can, I'm sure I can find some for you. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Well, stick around everybody and we'll be right back with our exit ticket. This is Uncle Griff. Don't go anywhere. Pod for Teacher will be right back. Pod for Teacher is brought to you by Great Clips because I need a haircut. True. Like I said, haven't had one since February. Pod for Teacher is also brought to you by Asynchronous Learning. Because what could be more asynchronous than having to look up the definition of asynchronous when nobody's watching every time someone uses the term? All right, ladies and gents. So let's uh, let's wrap up here with our exit ticket. What um, what's what's the biggest takeaway? What what have what have you picked up from uh, today's pod? Well, for me, the one of the biggest takeaways is this idea of. Taking a breath, 
slowing down and knowing that we're all in this together. I think it's, it's an exciting time in a sense of we get to try some pretty cool stuff. I mean, not everybody has the opportunity to test out all this technology. Not everybody has the opportunity. I mean, the fact that I have however many students on my roster and I'm fairly, I'm able to communicate with all of them and I haven't actually seen their faces physically. Like that's crazy to me. Like I, I haven't, we haven't had a student in the classroom in over six months. And yet here we are, we're still teaching. We've been doing it now for over a month, obviously going back to the end of last school year, doing it back then. Um, and so in one sense, it's, it's, it's exciting. On the other hand, I guess it could be a little intimidating. Uh, it could be tiring, <laughs> could be stress inducing, could be uh, infuriating. But at the same time, we still get to do something that I know we, we got into it because we love it. Love working with students, um, love uh, the job, the idea of making these uh, relationships, this rapport. And so I'm just thankful. I mean, I couldn't even imagine like 10 years ago, everything, would, we, this wouldn't happen. Like 10 years before all this technology we had, can you imagine if this sort of pandemic would have hit prior to all this wonderful stuff that we have at our fingertips? It, it, so uh, in that regard, I think that's really exciting. It's nice. And, but also again, like Grace, I think Chris was talking about this idea of grace, extending grace, extending, understand that we're struggling, um, that we all, are going to mess up. We're all going to falter, but we don't need to hold it against each other. Like, okay, we'll learn. We'll, we'll pick ourselves up and we'll go forward. Um, so in, in that regard, even though while it is frustrating and it is straining at times, um, it, it is also exciting. And I know that we're all in this together. And so far I've had you know good feedback from students, um, uh, even from you guys, and they don't see each other as much as we did in the past. I know there's supports out there um, for one another. So those are some of the things that I learned from it. Yeah. And, and I echo your statements. I mean, I do think it is really amazing that we are able to do what we can do technology wise with the students. I mean, every single one of our students having a device, right, being able to use it um, is outstanding, you know, number one. And obviously we, we didn't know foreshadowing like that. That was the plan. But sure, it might not be the exact, you know, everything that with their Internet speed or, you know, exact device that you want them to be using but i think it's i think it's pretty amazing as i look around myself right like today i was on a google meet on one computer and then i was also logged in you know to the same google meet so i can move around and do some things and i think it's just pretty neat that we're able to handle all that bandwidth um i think that i'm thankful that the students are coming to class right like i mean i think it's great and i love talking to them and having that time because sure, it'd be real easy to give up, right? And, and and nothing worth having is ever easy. So this, you know, the diploma you're working for, this way to get back in school, I mean, it's, this is it and, and you're rising and I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely I do. And you know, and I think like in the spring when we first were introduced to this, uh, this new environment, teachers, students, like we were all in survival mode at that point and now, looking looking at how the year has begun it, it's not begun the way we've we've all wanted it to we all hoped it would right but um I, I think the understanding that everyone's everyone's doing their best um is something to keep in the back of your mind you know this it, it i mean i think because of that i mean because it's a whole different sort of environment with the the full schedule and the you know the, the fact that we're here i think that's all made a difference as far as um the way students have kind of perceived those um, those lessons and, and, and probably why attendance is up where it, where it should be and, and things like that. And, Hey, you know, here's the thing. If, uh, I mean, engagement sometimes isn't what we want it to be, but maybe it's still a little bit better than we maybe expected. Sometimes I think it's probably because, Hey, like 
this is all we have right now. Like we don't have other options. This is, you know, it's either engage on this level, uh, engage in this format, or you're, you're really missing out. But, you know, so, so my other two takeaways, I mean, I, uh, I definitely try to, I'm going to plan to give some of Kristen's tips a try for the, <laughs> for, uh, some of the, the, the virtual engagement. Um, because you know, my, my classic guilt trip doesn't, doesn't seem to land every time. Oh, like, yeah, I'm with um, and finally, I mean, and honestly though, I mean, I think that, uh, to, to teachers, you know, I mean, you know, know that like everything, that, anything that you're going through, um, you are certainly not alone. Um, and students, you know, know that as, as, although it's your teachers, they're, they're putting on a good face for you and they're, they're doing their absolute best to keep their energy up and whatever, you know, they're going through some stuff too. And don't forget that it's important to, you know, that's like how you approach your education, whether you're turning your camera on or off, muting your microphone, not speaking up or whatever, like that impacts a lot of things, you know, like that impacts the way your class goes and the way your teacher can kind of use their day and things like that too. So um, like it's, it's been said, but you know, we are all in this together and, and we got to know that like we're on the same team here. We all want the same thing. So um, let's make that happen. That's great. And that's all the time we have for today. Um, follow us on Twitter at pod for teacher. You can find me at a Fitzpatrick's DJE. I'm at N Langelli. And I'm at K Milanovic. Slap that subscribe button. I thought we're slapping the subscribe button this time, like you slap at the bass, right? No? Sure. And if, uh, <laughs> Kristen is so embarrassed, I wish you could see her you know. Um, and if you're keeping score at home and we've made the grade in your grade book, leave a rating and a review wherever you found our pod. And remember, we like stars as much as I like the relief from getting a popcorn kernel out of my teeth. And reviews help more people find us and connect. What? Oh, on that note, goodbye, everyone. Have a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs>